here tonight. But we thank God for all of you who are here tonight. Amen. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we are grateful to you for tonight. Thank you for your showers of blessings. Thank you for one another. You have made it clear to us that the gathering will forever be to you, for unto you shall the gathering be. And so we do not take your presence for granted, Lord. As we come to study together, we ask that, O God, our great teacher will teach us the word of God. And I ask for utterance by the Spirit of grace in the name of Jesus. Help us, especially with the subject that we are confronted with tonight. I know that revelation can only come from you. And understanding can as well come from you. So give us understanding in Jesus' name. And everyone said, (coughs) we are going to touch on the true prophetic ministry. Um, It has become necessary to go into the word of God on this matter because of what seems to be prevailing in our time. There are some subjects that if you are not very careful as a pastor, you will not want to even touch it. But you see that it is really necessary for our time. Hallelujah. I like to ask simple questions from our great teacher, the Holy Spirit, from time to time. And one of such is, Lord, what is the true prophetic ministry? Just say that. And I found myself writing down as I was inspired to write down. And so I said that, I wrote this down. The prophetic ministry is an office holding ministry like the other four ministries that our Lord Jesus Christ gives to his saints. I don't know if anybody wants to write it down, but um, if not, and you want it, you can still see me. The prophetic ministry is an office-holding ministry like the other four ministries that the Lord himself gives to his saints. This prophetic ministry carries along the teaching ministry of the word of God. Also, spiritual revelations. Also, power and insight into the things of God. As God wills to give to a person. The prophetic gift also makes an individual tends to have a good standing with God to plead for others. Praise the Lord. There are 
different levels of this prophetic ministry as well. Amen. What I wrote down has really inspired me a lot. Because I, it didn't come from any ability of mine. I, I just simply said, Lord, what is the prophetic ministry? And I had just instructions as I wrote it down. So I personally, I appreciate the content of what we have written down. And if ever anybody is interested, I don't mind sharing it at all. Amen. It has become necessary also to sit down and to dig into this ministry because you hardly hear an apostle misleading people. You hardly hear evangelists misleading people. Not that they don't. But what is common is the prophetic and the pastoral ministry. Hallelujah. These are the, the, the office, spiritual offices that tends to mislead people. And so, it is very important that you as a child of God, you don't neglect it, but you really take the matter so serious today. I must tell you that I decided to dig the word of God concerning this. Because of, also if you are not very careful, you can stand sometimes and say things that may be contrary. But then, for the scripture, you can never go wrong. Praise the Lord. So that's why I personally decided to do an extensive study. And I can tell you that for the two days, that's tonight and tomorrow, there's no way we can exhaust that. Because when I saw the prophetic happenings and the way it worked in the New Old Testament and what is doing what it did in the New Testament, which is more of our order of the day. And I discovered that, please don't be ignorant. Study the Word of God. Hallelujah. Because I was so shocked to find from the Scriptures what is happening today, which has nothing to do with God, but it is tagged and the prophetic ministry. See, so you will never appreciate a lot of things until you go deep and the Word of God reveals them to you. And so we want to talk about the true prophetic ministry so that the child of God, you will be on your guard and you will not be led into error. Hallelujah. I want to start with a man God himself said he's a prophet. And that's Abraham. Praise the Lord. In fact, you would even observe that it was the word prophetic or prophet was first mentioned in Genesis relating to Father Abraham. And you will see his prophetic dealings are quite different. 
But I would like to start from a certain place in chapter 18 for the reason of when we come back to hear why God said in the chapter 20 that he's a prophet. We would have had a very good background. So Genesis chapter 18, we read from verse 16 to 24 and then 32 to the last verse. And what you will observe is this, as I said, the, let me give you the background because we are not reading from verse 1. The sun was very hot and a man was sitting under a tree and he saw three men coming and immediately he rose up. He humbly went and saluted them and addressed my Lord. Praise the Lord. And the man had two other people. Certainly I'm convinced, though the Bible didn't so, say so, but I'm convinced that there were two angels together with the Lord Jesus. And when they, he approached them, they decided to have a conversation and it was at that time that they told him that he was going to have a son a year by that time and then where they were standing to talk was not far from the kitchen and so his wife heard and the woman said that can an old woman conceive all oh, the system is shut down what are they talking about and she laughed, quack, 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 how? And so, as the conversation went between the Lord and um, Father Abraham, they had to charge to say, your wife is laughing. Does that mean that it's not possible that God could do? The woman said, I'm sorry, oh, I didn't laugh. She lied small. Hallelujah. But she was forgiven. But the verse 16, I pray everybody will hear this. Hallelujah. The verse 16, now they've gotten to the point he has to ask the wife to cook something. He went to his sheepfold and also picked up some tender animal just to prepare something for the Lord and also for the two accomplices that were with him. <clears throat> Then the man rose up from there and looked towards and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, See, see, watch carefully. The Lord is referring to the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord said, Let me before I go ahead. If he was not a prophet, there was no way he would have picked up that the man was the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Other that... Other that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteous and justice, 
that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. The Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, you haven't set your things well. I see. Can you compart it a bit? Or I go back to my scripture. Okay. We were in verse, um, let's quickly get there to verse. I pray that tonight God will grant us such a grace to have a clear teaching of the word of God. Amen. Let's go to the verse 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah, is great, and because their sin is very grieved, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham was still with Abraham was still before the Lord. Praise the Lord. Take note of this portion. Very important. Three people came and one of them was talking to Abraham. And then in the course of it, two of them leaves towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And yet the Lord was standing there talking to Abraham. Hallelujah. Okay. So... I wanted to bring that attention clearly so that it will, it, will, it will, sometimes when you are reading the scripture in a rush, you miss some points. So, when they tend to go towards um, Sodom and, um, and Gomorrah, the Lord still stood with, um, uh, Abraham still stood with the Lord. And Abraham came near verse 23 and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the, pla- the place and not spare it for, for the 50 righteous that were in it? Praise the Lord. Now let's quickly jump to verse um, 32. Why I have skipped that portion is that he kept pleading and reducing number. So we, that's why I have skipped all of that so we can go to the bottom of it, which is verse 32. And the Bible says that then he said, Let not the Lord be angry. I will speak but once more. Suppose ten should be found there. He said, I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. Amen. In my introduction, as I said, I asked the Lord, what is this prophetic all about? And I had the inspiration to write what I wrote down. You remember I wrote something like this. When I said that the person will have the right standing also to be pleading with God. And you know, I tell you brethren, may we trust God for God to raise prophets in this house. Because you see... I want to tell you, in my study, I have discovered that 
sometimes when a prophet speaks on behalf of somebody, even if the thing is difficult like what? God will change his mind. Because he's a servant he has approved. Praise the Lord. So the true prophetic ministry is a ministry that if the, the Lord is so gracious to a church, it should never be taken for granted. Because, you see, the person doesn't make himself a prophet. It is the Lord who makes him a prophet. And when the Lord makes him a prophet, there are certain advantages. You remember about three weeks ago when I was speaking um, about... Um, 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 the subject was um, faith, 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 resistance, faith, or yeah, resistant faith. You remember that the prophet Elisha got to the point where what was confronting him. He had no idea in himself. He confessed that the Lord had not told me anything about this concerning the woman. And yet, when he got on the scene and had no revelation and started pleading, you notice that God answered a prayer. So when you have a true prophet in the house of the Lord, when the situation is even tough like what? If that person will give himself to prayer... God will hear. Amen. He hears all his children. But there are some people who have very good standing with him. Hallelujah. Alright. So, now, this man, Abraham, kept pleading. Kept pleading. And you know, Father Abraham has been associated with the word faith when we say that he is the father of faith. So, we never pay much attention to the type of office that he was operating from. But indeed, Father Abraham was operating from the prophetic office. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 20, verse 7, in this chapter, you will discover that they have gone to a place with his wife, who was very beautiful, and they agreed that when anybody should ask you about me, just simply say you are my brother because you are so beautiful that they will kill me and take you. You are smiling. Better find a beautiful wife then. They will kill you, uh, kill me and leave you alone. And you know, they have gone to this king, Abimelech, who was very nice man, who has given them a, a priest, I think, who has given them a place to lodge in the night, and the man separated them because brother and sister don't sleep together. So he gave one room here and one room there, but brother and sister is sleeping together. <laughs> brother and sister don't sleep together. So he gave one room and one room there, and the king went and slept soundly, but then there was... The Lord knew that Satan would come and tempt him by all means because, you know, the woman was beautiful and fair. Now, in the night, the Bible says that the Lord visited Abimelech and told him that that woman is the man's wife. And Abimelech also said to the Lord, I, it's not my fault, whether it's his wife or not my He told me it's the sister. 
But in the integrity of my heart, I didn't want brother and sister to go and sleep in one bedroom. So in the integrity of my heart, I separated them. And the Lord said, I understand that you did it in the integrity of your heart. Now listen to something I'm about to tell you, so that we will learn to be careful. Praise the Lord. In the integrity of my heart, I kept them separately. I didn't start having any imaginations. Then in the Genesis chapter 20 verse 7, listen to what God said. You're still having a struggle today? It's okay. You always do well. So if you are not able with your machine, we will still read from the Bible. That's why I always carry the hard copy. Okay, in Genesis chapter 20 verse 7, the Bible said, God said to him in the verse 6, in a dream, yes, I know that, okay, let's just have some knowledge here today. Did he not say to me, the man was arguing his case, did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she even, that's from verse 5, and she even herself also said, he's my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, have I done this? And the Lord said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you for sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Praise the Lord. Then in the verse 7, the Bible says, Now therefore, the Lord is speaking. He said, Now therefore, restore the man's wife. For he is, I want to hear you, for he is, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall leave. But if you do not restore her, know that you, are, know that you shall surely die. You and all who are yours, my God. Praise the Lord. Hmm. May the Lord help us not to take anybody's wife home. Amen. Because sometimes, if you don't know the scripture, sometimes you will die early. A lot of people have died early because they didn't know this. And this one, you can pray, 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 pray. Amen. Now listen to what the Bible said. I, I can't thank God for the Holy Spirit, you know. The Bible said, restore the man's wife. For he is a prophet. That office holder of that man is such that God himself respects that office. Praise the Lord. So, because we serve a God who doesn't do anything contrary to his word, this is what he said. Do you know that when you touch that's the reason why, you see, David said, Touch not God's anointed. Do my prophets no harm. Today we are living in a disrespectful manner. That people take things for granted. You can be a, a pastor, a prophet, your church members will not respect you. Because they think that, who are you? We are even better than you in society. I want us to gain understanding and be careful. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that. 
He is a prophet. Now, there's a little something I want to dialogue with you here. God is the ultimate answer, isn't it? Now, if God saw that the man had not done anything, and the man had also confessed that, in the integrity of my heart, I haven't done anything. Wasn't it very simple to have just said, release his wife to him? But why would God say that, let him pray for you? The same prayer that will be prayed, where will you go to? The same God. May we have understanding in Jesus' name. Do, are you getting what the Bible is saying? Why would God say, let him pray? Why God doesn't do what he has to do? Because he respects the office that he has established. So he's saying that the man operating from that office, if he speaks, I would hear. Let me be very honest with you. We have gotten to the point we don't respect. Sometimes, let me tell you and be honest, don't be offended because it's the truth anyway. I am so bored with that pastor. That even my anniversary, I won't come here for him to pray for me. It's because we have no knowledge. There are certain things you don't take. You see, a, a man accepted by the Lord, he will say one. Even his cloth is not correct. It will come to pass. Did we not see it for with Eli, who was no good? But because, in the, because of the office he stood, when he said, oh, I didn't know, I thought it was the wine. May the Lord now answer you now. And it came to pass. So God respects the office that he puts a person. Hallelujah. Child of God, it will be very good for you when you have these kinds of knowledge. Because we are living in an era, obia, obia. We don't respect the system of God. Our disrespect for the system of God will not change the endorsement of God's power. Are you hearing? Are you hearing? I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I just don't want to. You know, I kept pleading with God. I said, Lord, this is a very sensitive subject to teach up. And the issue also is that we all need to gain knowledge. Because they are the same people, not the same, they are the, the people under so-called prophets are the ones who are misleading your children. And on Sunday I read you a scripture that says that he caused my people to err. They caused my people to err. So that's why I pleaded with God and I said, Lord, I want to beg you, give me insight. And you know, Dennis doesn't know much, but I want to plead with you that as I study this, please open my eyes. And I tell you, when the Lord began opening my eyes to the word of God concerning a true prophet ministry, I became very careful. Hallelujah. That's why I want to share with you. So be, be very attentive and make sure that this thing will be established in your heart and you will do right. Because you see, a man that is approved of God in the office of the Lord, when he speaks one word... It's irreversible. Hallelujah. So we read now from Genesis 27. 
And I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain to you, by the grace of God, I'm asking myself, Lord, beside you there is no other. You have the answer. Abimelech has spoken. So since the mantle has told you in the integrity of his heart, and you have also confirmed that indeed you saw the integrity of his heart, why do you ask the man now to ask him to pray? He said, because the man is in my office. And that office carries some things that by all means I will have to honor. Hallelujah. I am beginning to fear things myself. May the Lord give us the spirit of fear to serve Him in the truth of His word. Hallelujah. Are you listening tonight? So now we know. Uh, can you all read this for me, please? One, two. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife. I'm asking myself, ah, listen, bro, sister, the best way you can fear God is to know His Word. If He prays, I will hear. You see, Abimelech didn't even have the authority to say, but I'm talking with you directly. Why won't you solve the problem that I have to ask the man? There are some of the church members, we always think that, why is it like this, like this, like that? Please, don't jump the gun. Do what you are told by the word of the Lord, and it shall be well with you. Amen. Okay, let's go further. So now we have established that Abraham was a prophet. That is the reason for which the man was able to plead with the Lord to such an extent that he was able to argue to say, Lord, if you found ten people, would you still? And God said, I will not. Because you are asking. I must respect the office I have placed you. And so, I connected this just to let every one of us know that Father Abraham was a prophet. Now, when you study carefully about Father Abraham, one of the things that you would discover, his prophetic way of living was so beautiful. It was so natural. As compared to Elijah and Elisha. So you see, the prophetic ministry, it varies. It has a different way of, you know, operating. Especially in the Old Testament. I was so blown when the Lord brought me to New Testament and started explaining some things to me. Then I said, hey, certain people are operating under the Old Testament prophet's movement. We better be in the New 
in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Tomorrow God will give us grace and we'll be able to touch. This matter that we are tackling is not something that we can finish in two days. I can only beg you that it is good for your own life to cancel any appointment tomorrow and to be here. Amen. Let's quickly move now to Amos. Then you would understand some things. Chapter 3, verse 7. I would like for everybody to read the scripture, including myself. One, two. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophet. Praise the Lord. Now, do you know God is saying that this office of a prophet is not a small thing. That is why you saw that when God was not happy because of the outcry of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, and he was coming down with the angels to come and destroy it, he made a statement and said, Shall I hide anything from my prophets? No. Then I am going against my order. I have to review. So Amos, who is also a prophet, is saying, The Lord does nothing except he fell, he first talks about it or shows to his prophet. The reason is that he's a good God. Per adventure, as he shows it, the man who stands in that office can also have a good standing and begins to plead. Praise the Lord. Because he is not quick in destroying. But if only there can be somebody to come in and to plead. Let me tell you, there can be a, a prophet sitting here, standing here, God doesn't owe you any explanation to tell you that I have put that man in that office. So let's begin to respect. Because if somebody is a prophet and he's operating by that level, and you don't know, and you take him because he's your brother, I'm about to tell you something. So let's begin to... You see, that's why it is always safe to be a proper child of God. Just respect people, love people, walk in faith. When you do that, you won't make a mistake to incur accidents upon yourself. But if you look at people, because now, of course, the priesthood, the prophetic thing, have been so loose in our system that if you are not very careful, you may, somebody may be standing in that office and you may disregard the person. May we repent and trust God to do what is right. Hallelujah. Do you think you are understanding so far? Okay, now let's move to another level. In, in, in Genesis chapter... Uh, no, in Numbers chapter 12. We will take from verse 1 to 7 or 8. I want to show you something. The Bible says in Numbers... 12 verse 1. 
Then Miriam, who is the brother of Moses, and Aaron, spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, now listen, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? We to we did. Has he not spoken through us also as the Lord heard it? Now, the man Moses was very humble. More than all the men who were on the face of the earth. And that type of thing. May I tell you. Are you ready for this? When God declares a man humble. Probably even in the eyes of God he may not be humble. Do you know that some of the acts of Moses was such that. There was none of us who would qualify him as humble. True or false. And yet God says that. He's a humble man. So may I... You see, this is where most Christians make mistakes. Somebody can be declared accepted before the Lord, but because of certain things... I beg you, what we are studying tonight, may the Lord give us understanding. Suddenly... When they have said, is he the only one that the Lord has spoken through? We to we day. He is called prophet Moses. Me, I am prophetess Miriam. Then the brother says that me too, I am prophet Aaron. Aaron. Ukraana uniha. Jani yenayo yedua baswa ubaidiye sorof. Suddenly, the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out. And three of, uh, uh, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. We are going to have a conference. God, Miriam, Aaron, Moses, we must have a meeting. They have no idea the meeting, what it was about. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and they both went forward. Then the Lord said, Hear now my words. I pray that we will hear the word of God. When I said on Sunday, I wish every church member would be here, God has been very gracious to me by teaching me this. I didn't know a lot of things myself. And I pray, you those who are here, lock it in your heart. It will save you one day. You won't say amen? Amen. So the Bible says, come out. We're going to have a meeting. Then the Lord is explaining something crucial. He said, hear now my word. If there is a prophet, <coughs> excuse me, stop. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in vision. In a vision. I speak to him 
in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him. The French will say, Fias to Fias. I speak to him face to face. Even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Let's pause. Why would God do this? Why would God do this? God is establishing that the office that I have put this man there qualifies him. In fact, it was through this that I got to know that. It's through my study that I got to know that. When God places a man in an office, he may have done foolish things, but his words will never go to the ground. I was referred to, to Eli. As much as God had even said he will be finished, his household this, yet when he spoke, it came to pass. Because of the respect that God attaches to the office of a prophet, for that matter, to the fivefold ministry. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. If you have a pastor, and the pastor, I'm not talking about you yourself calling yourself a pastor. Neither you have been anointed by the church, and yet God has not approved you. And I must announce that. Sometimes a man can be anointed by the church. He will never stand in that office. Are you understanding me? Let me be bold to tell you the truth. Sometimes a person can be ordained. And as far as we are concerned, because you see, endorsement does not come from man. Endorsement comes from God. We can select, but it is God who anoints. And so, as far as we are concerned, he is a prophet. But God says that I'm not going to argue with you. If you are the one who anointed me as a prophet, so be it. If you are the one who anointed him as a pastor, so be it. That is why the Bible says that no man takes this honor unto himself. Thank you, Holy Father. I pray that we will begin. You see, let me tell you. There have been people I have come across who were never ordained. But I tell you, everything they did showed that they were prophets of God. Hallelujah. Because God doesn't need to really come and ask anybody's permission before he anoints anybody. When David was in the bush, he was the man that God said, go and bring. So let's understand certain spiritual things. And let us be very careful and move according to the will of God. Hallelujah. I know some of these things may be hard. It is not my intention. It is the truth that has been revealed to me.
Amen. God is now speaking. He did not dispute that they were not prophets. The only thing he said was that there are levels. The, of the level that this man is standing is not the same as the, your kind of level. And I understood clearly. You see, that is why sometimes you see a manifestation of certain prophets. They will see things. I see it like, like this, like that. It is because of where they stand. But if God lifts you up to a certain level, sometimes it will be very clear. There are some of the prophets that the Lord visits them and chats with them. And in fact, teaches them the word of God. Praise the Lord. And there are some of them that their dreams, they know they have dreamt about something. But it's a little hazy. It doesn't come clearly as it should. But it does not belittle them as prophets. It was in this study that I discovered that. You see, God will give you a very sharp spirit. And sometimes when you are not very careful, your spirit can pick up something. But it doesn't mean that it is the Lord who has shown you. The in-depth study I did on this has shown me a lot of things. This is the reason why people will say, that sayest the Lord, but it is not. This is the reason why you see people now can now pick up certain things and mention things about people. And they will say, that sayest the Lord, but it is not the Lord. It is because they have been able to perceive, if I were to take you to Ezekiel 13 and Jeremiah, 20, Jeremiah 23, you would be amazed. Your spirit can pick up something, but it had nothing to do with the Lord. So we need to be very careful and to know things that are clearly coming to us of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now God begins to talk and he is explaining that, listen, you think you are standing in the same office with him. You are joking. This man, his prophetic office is not ordinary. Just because he has, op- he has married an Ethiopian woman. Is that your business? If you were interested, all you needed to do was simply come to me and say, Lord, our leader, he has married Ethiopian, you know, how do you say? And then I will explain it to you. You, you are despising him because of the mistake in your eyes you think he has done. So sometimes in our dealings, we can sometimes despise some people because of what we think they have done wrong. If you are not sure, go ask the Lord. You shall be saved. Is somebody listening to me tonight? I pray that this whole church would have been here tonight. Honestly. Because some of these are not things we talk about. It commonly. And the Lord was very upset. Why was God upset? Because you are disdaining, you are taking my office, my office for granted. So God was upset. Who dare you? Did Moses put himself there? In other words, he's saying, I'm the one who put him there. As to Ethiopian, is that your business? 
So may we learn to refrain from anything we don't understand. Why are you not saying amen? It's when you say amen, it's so it shall be for you. Otherwise, this thing will slip. Praise the Lord. So God said, Hey, why? Why? Who do you think you are? Are you... And saints of God, may I tell you something? We don't dictate to God. Neither do we create our terms and ask Him to put His stamp. He has His way. Walk in it and you'll be blessed. Most people are walking their own way and forcing God to endorse. May it never happen to you like that. The Bible said, Come and let's have a meeting. Let's have a meeting. And did you see God's attitude? He was very, very upset. He said, I may have given you this office, but most of the time I speak to you in dreams that you yourselves you don't understand because the clarity is not there. This man, I don't show him dreams. I come and sit down with him. We talk mouth to mouth. Fiesta, fiesta. I see him, he sees me. Then you know what he said? He said, why is that where we are? Playing. Okay, a certain I'm looking for. Speak. I speak with him face to face plainly and not dark in saying, and, and, and not in dark saying, and sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you, uh-huh, that's what I'm looking for. Why then were you not afraid? Child of God, are you listening? Are you listening? God was saying that I don't have to come and tell you that be afraid of his position. You should know it yourself and address yourself as such. For the things that I have done with this man, the things I showed him, how I made him come to me at the top, how I was with him alone, how I gave him the commandments, how this man will come and say, this is what the Lord is saying. They don't surprise you. And you think that he's ordinary man. So I must treat him as ordinary man. I pray that this church will come to the point when we will respect people in the offices. If you don't know, there's nothing with you going to God. And say, Lord, this brother seems different. What office? If he chooses to tell you, it's, it's okay. If he doesn't tell you, still respect him and love him as a brother. And treat him with respect. Don't you think so? Hallelujah. See, some of these things, if we don't teach you, you will have damage to yourself. I'm beginning to understand that there are a lot of things that are coming on many people because of certain actions, and they never knew. Do you know that the whole of Israel suffered because of Saul's action? Against the Gibeonites. 
The Gibeonites came to deceive them that we are from far away. Just because they were afraid of the people of Israel. So we want you to just be in this thing with us. We don't mind serving you. And then Joshua put the seal and they agreed that today it is signed. Joshua didn't go back to God to ask. When later on in life, they discovered that they were Gibeonites and they were their neighborhood in the time of King Saul. And King Saul dealt treacherously with them and died. There was a day, there was a, there was a day, there was farming and all kinds of disasters were happening to the people of Israel. And David, who also is a prophet at the time, went to God in prayer and said, Lord, as far as I'm concerned, we haven't done anything to be experiencing what we are experiencing. Lord, would you please be so kind and show me what is wrong. Then the Lord said, the dead man, he broke the agreement. That is why. And you know what the Lord said? If this is going to stop, then bring all sorts of people to be slaughtered. Brethren, let me tell you, we have to know the word of God. We must beg God to understand some things. I have come to believe that there are certain things happening to certain people because of certain things they took for granted. And I pray tonight that the eyes of understanding be opened. Sometimes we can hit it wrong. Sometimes we are doing some things, we think that by all means, it is because of this way, you have missed it. And I want to say to you, you are a child of God. Whenever you don't understand something, go back to God and ask Him. And He is faithful and just to tell you why. Hallelujah. Do you know one of the things I must say to you, is that because of the development of medicals, because of the advancement of medical ability. Now, if anything happens to anybody, we want the doctor to tell us. Thank God for the doctors. May I tell you that some of them, it is only a matter of... Where, you see, Jesus healed a lot of people. And some of them, he will say that, go and say no more. Because the reason why the sickness came on you was because you were sinning. So, I pray that we will wake up as spiritual people and begin to understand some things that we will not make mistakes. Amen. A child of God, are you understanding me? Because all things are not equal. It's because I drank a banquet in the night, my stomach is making and it's gas and all of No boy. If especially you treat and it's not going and all of this, you say, Lord, Something must be wrong. Would you tell me where I went wrong? And any time you did, God will be faithful to tell you. Amen. So the Bible says, Oh, with all the plenty points, you have only three points? The man was listening that he was not... Uh, <laughs> hallelujah. Anyway, I think that... Well, you can later go for the... You can burn CD for you. I think I need some myself. Because um, there are some things I'm also learning as we are getting along. Amen. Now, God now begins to deal with these people. One of them, the Lord said, Now, let Miriam be put outside the border. And leprosy came in. As soon as... Watch something. I think we should read that. 
I think we should read that. Because I saw something interesting. I s- verse 9. Let's, let's, let's just take note of that. It wasn't part of it. But I want to show something right now that I just it caught my attention. The Bible says, my hand... Oh. We are still in Numbers 12. Verse 9. So the anger of the Lord arose against them, and he departed. Now, let's continue. And when the clouds departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, and a white, uh, leprous as white as snow. I don't know whether all the white men are. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam. Now, watch something. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam, and there. She was a leper. Continue. So Aaron, watch something here. So Aaron said to Moses, Oh my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which, you have, in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. Now, I wanted you to see this portion. That's why I read it. You see, Aaron did not go back to God. He went to the prophets. And because the man stands in good shape with God, Aaron didn't have their leprosy. Are you understanding it? I am asking, are you understanding it? The Lord has left. So you see how God respects the office of a prophet. So when Aaron saw what has happened to Miriam, the sister, quickly he turned to the man of God. And you see what he said. He said to him, we have done foolishly. It was not Moses who went and reported the case to God. Abby, was it Moses? It was God who saw it for himself. But when the punishment was coming, Miriam was very smart to turn to know that it was this man that I sinned against. And so he turned to him and said, we have sinned. Verse 12. Please do not let her be as one... As one dead, whose flesh is half consumed, when she comes out of, when she came out of, uh, when he came out of his mother's womb. Thirteen. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, "Please heal her, O Lord, I pray." And God heard it. Clap your hands, O ye people! Praise the Lord. You know, one day I told you. One day the Lord touched me and said, "There are certain people when they pray, I hear." telling you I pray that you would desire to be in a place where God would give you favor that when you speak he would hear if we have one of such people it is possible we have but may we may may our eyes be open to see them all in Jesus name Let me take you a little further. Do you think you are understanding something? Please, do you think you are understanding something? Me, I can tell you, I don't know it all. I don't know it all. But I have come to appreciate that. 
Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Let's give our time to the Lord and He will show us things that we do not know. Jeremiah 3, 3, verse 3. Amen. Let me take you a bit further now. Hmm. You see, the prophetic office, I gave you a bit of their operation. Because of the insight they have with God, because of power, because of spiritual understanding, and because of the way they have a good standing with the Lord to say, this is the reason why, as usual, Satan too, when he sees anything, then he would also try to create a miniature of it. This is the reason why the prophetic ministry now seem to have become so big and every billboard you see says prophet so, so, and so. Because they all know that this is their... Well, they know somehow Satan knows this is it. So now he's also creating his own. But it is a very fearful thing. Praise the Lord. I must tell you one secret. Genuine prophetic ministry or genuine prophet people, one of the things that is given to them is that they can teach the word of God. Hallelujah. It's one of the first criteria that goes with the prophetic office, especially in our day. So, if you ever met somebody and some of these churches with so with with I'm being careful with prophets leading them and they come and stand here there and the congregation is there and they can prophesy from the beginning to the end without teaching you the word of God we have a big case hallelujah are you listening to me Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 23. Not sure where to take it because it's so, that chapter alone is so deep. Um, let me see if I can pick it from somewhere. Excuse me. Let, me. let me take it from my Bible, please. Are you being blessed? Oh, you don't sound very. Um, but it's okay. It's all right. Jeremiah 23. Uh, let me say here. And let me see if he can take me and break it down for me. All right. Probably I will take it from this side. Okay, let me just read through from verse 16. That says the Lord of hosts. You see, in Jeremiah's day, there were many people who were also, like it is happening in our time, misusing the prophetic office. 
And God had to tell Jeremiah seriously about those who were misusing the office of the prophet. And um, when you go home, please just take your time and read the whole chapter. But I read from verse 16. It says, that says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophet who prophesied to you. They make you wetless. Did you hear that? I must stop here and say something. Do you know that a prophet that is not speaking by God, by the Spirit of God, but is speaking by his own revelation, he will make you wetless. He will make you go into error. We have had situations, yes ago Reverend Ansar told me, we've had situations when people, people went and divorced their wives because of something that a prophet said to him. That his wife is a witch. They are very common in our day. I see! Is your wife a Yami? Well, proud she didn't chew you until the prophet saw it. And now the man goes home. He himself, he has a girlfriend somewhere. That one is not a sin. But the prophet has told him that his wife is a witch. Do you know that those who prophesy now, they don't talk about you. You are standing with God. It is all about money. It's all about business. Somebody may not read Bible once a week unless he carries it to church. A prophet can say, I see you. You are going to be a man of God from where? Why are we doing that? And yet, you remember last week I, wrote, I read a scripture to you from Jeremiah 5. The Bible says, and my people love it so. So those of us whose ears are so open and we want to hear everything. Now, have you noticed that people don't care for reading Bible, no prayer, nothing all we want is say and come. We want you to tell us something. You know, this subject, as the grace of God has come, I can sit with you like this till 12 o'clock. You see, what Bible is saying, the Bible says, switch brother, this, that says the Lord. Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesied to you. They make you worthless. Let me tell you, their words will finish you. Somebody said to somebody who already was so eager, struggling in life, Sister, I see God is bringing you a husband who will be a minister and will be very rich. Those, those personal prophets, prophecies. When you go to the New Testament, I never read these things. 
The Lord pointed out to say, go to the New Testament and see some of the things I prophesy about. You are under that covenant. We are looking for personal prophecies. Sometimes, mama, they will look at you like this and they can pick up what is exactly on your heart and they will prophesy to you. So the Bible said, let me just read it. I'm being charged up too much. That says the Lord of hosts. Do not listen to those prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own. You are not minding me. I want to hear everybody. Of their own. I will explain that to you. Your heart can become so sharp that you can pick up things. And it has happened to me. I could say things on people's hearts. Sometimes I could know by God's grace. I'm not saying I'm a prophet, I beg you. I'm just explaining something. Sometimes I could pick by the grace of God what is on the minds of people. One day I was sitting, I told somebody, I was sitting in the office and we were talking and somebody was lying. I lifted my eyes and I saw a demon playing behind the person talking. And I said, you are lying. I just didn't even say that. Do you know the one who is standing by you? So that we are sorry in your name. But the Lord only opened my eyes to see, so that I see what goes on. And he gave me wisdom not to react. I said, you are lying! So sometimes we are lying and we don't know where it's coming from. There is an instigator. Ah, the Bible says that they make you worthless they speak visions of their own heart one of the things i must tell you my eyes have been open to is this truth that you see the operations are such that you know i told you one day i was on the plane and i met with this popular prophet i don't know him we are not close he said to me you are Dennis, eh? you work for klm you are also a pastor he began but thanks be to god that i said yes and i shut him after that, he was going to proceed to say it because he has picked it up from me. Forbid them not to speak. Say to one another, forbid them not to speak. Those of you who always want to hear something, hey, he's a prophet, oh, and immediately somebody introduces him and then he shakes your hands. Israel. Shakes your hands. Yeah. He's speaking up and she'll tell you, you're Amelia, eh? You have three daughters. You live at the place. (laughs) And you know what? Auntie Amelia will fall for that. Ah, I have a very simple way of judging those things. What has that got to do? With my righteousness with God, with my progress with God, with my salvation. What has that got to do? So when the Bible says they pick up, they speak visions of their own heart. They have picked up something about you. Not from who? The mouth of the Lord. Let's go further. They continually say to those who despise me, God is speaking. The Lord has said, you see every time, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. And you know those, the woman, the the sister is never in peace because he's not living right. And they say, you shall have peace. 
You see, let me tell you a secret. Nothing beats your personal holiness with the Lord. If there is anything, concentrate on your personal relationship with the Lord. It is far better than allowing yourself to be told anything because most of us think that it is only a matter of, you know, hey, hey, you know, let me tell you, when we were little children, I could walk from Fantunu Town, those who know Kumasi, I could walk from Fantunu Town to Swami, North Suntresu, where I was born, Suntresu Hospital. Abrabra, 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 he was called Abrabra, Mozambique, Christo Church man. All my house people. So when you go, the man will say, blah, 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 and then he say, overcoabrochery. When you are told and say, my overcoabrochery, when you leave the place, your, your feet will not touch the ground. How you want to skillfully get to Mfantunu town for them to say, overcoabrochery, walk for heaven. When the girl is coming, on board them, so I bought them already. Thanks be to God for preserving us that those things didn't have effect. When it was not because of Abrobra, that's why I went to Abrochri. It has nothing to do with him. And this is what people want to do. Now, we are living in days and time. A child of God, you don't come to Sunday school. You don't sit to study. You are not very zealous and praying to the Lord. All you want to hear is that, Oh my God, a prophet comes and he says, I see ten people going to America. And then they should stand up. Boom. Anointing a follow. Where Jimmy Doodle? Who can America know about heaven? May we stop this nonsense. Tomorrow we will go into those areas and you will see the things that God says. Why are we making natural things are so spiritual? That's what God is saying. I can't have time to explain. Let me just read it and we'll close for the day. Possibly. You want me to close? They could have. They continually say to those who despise me, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. And most of the time they tell you, you shall have this, and they never get it. And to everyone who works according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, no evil shall come upon you. The people are walking in sin, but they say that no evil shall come. And Jesus himself will say that, go and sin no more, or else... Where sickness will come on you. The prophet will say, you shall have peace from now on. You shall have prosperity. You shall have plenty prosperity. I know that things God speaks to people. God is too serious to be seen, to be, to be told as saying those things. Brother, you know, there was a scripture on the half night time that we were, there was a scripture. The Bible says that now is the time to be serious and pray. It's having effect on me. Oyapa. Next scripture.
For who has stood, now listen to this. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word, who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, a violent whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. Now listen to this. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it perfectly. In our day, you would understand it perfectly. Now, I want you to hear something. I have not... Read this one for me quickly. One, two. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesy. I will tell you something. Two people from this church told me, Pastor, a colleague of mine called me and said that he went for a prayer meeting somewhere and the prophet mentioned that, do you have a friend by this name? said, yes. He said, go and tell her to come and see me. There's a disaster. The sister was so wise to call me. And said, Pastor, this is what the person... And because you have been saying some of these things, I decided, I said it's nonsense. Go and tell your friend that. I say, my pastor says it's nonsense. The person you... You see, let me tell you, spiritually, if you are in the church, God is so wise that he has placed the man of God over you. He might not see visions, he might not see certain things, but the prayer of the righteous man availed much. You don't need somebody to invite you to a certain forest to, to pray that something is happening to you. And we give in to some of these things. You are here, but you have your personal prophet. And you know very well also that you, you yourself, your ways are not correct. Let's face it. But a personal prophet has sent you a signal. One of my daughters was telling me, I met this guy, and immediately he was coming to say, Hey, don't talk! I said, you are my daughter indeed. Because you see, their words are dead arrows. It will finish you one time. There are certain things I don't like to mention. But I remember the spot in this place where I was standing. Something that God said to me about someone. And I told the person in the face, because I was sitting here, we have closed church, and I had my hand here like this, and the person was, was standing and I said, Sister, this is what God told me. You have too much fear in your heart. He says that you should stop and believe. The sister stood here and told me that it is true what you are saying. And I said, then go and stop fearing and believe God. She left. She didn't go and she kept fearing, fearing, fearing until she died. And a lot of things we cannot say. In this church, Kennel, when we were at the other side, one of our sisters is still in the church. In those days we used to have envelope for tithes. 
And then, when you have the envelope, Reverend Macaulay taught us to collect it. When you are bringing your tithe, we pray and then we slot it in that box. A sister brought her tithe. It was quite some substantial because it was bulky. I put it, I prayed, and I put it in the box. They took it, and I remember clearly. They took it inside to go and count. The sister came back and said, Pastor Denny, it was not less than 10 minutes. Well, it was not more than 10 minutes. Came back and said, I'm not sure whether I wrote my name at the back. Please. Can I, because we will look at the envelope and we will record the tithe. By that time, we didn't have too many deacons. And I remember there was a brother we have asked to help. And I also remember very well that I have asked myself a few questions. Because, you see, Stan, this brother, when we asked him to go and help with the counting of the money, he and his wife, they started dressing well. And I remember, he was working at Bema Camp. I don't know if Brother Fred remembers. Working at the Bema Camp. This, they were now very posh. When they, were, they were ordinary like me. Now they have moved to a certain level. Apparently, they were chopping their tight small, small. So when the sister came and said to me, Pastor Dennis, I, I, I don't remember putting my name on the envelope. I beg you. I went straight, zoomed there, and then I said, there's an, a, a tithe that I dropped in, and I, I, I want it because I want to be sure. And I knew that it's bigger, it was bigger than because I collected that, day, I mean, the, 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 the blessing, and I did it. So I remember. Sister Ho, the envelope has vanished. I said, what? You know, sometimes when something happens, it's so unbelievable that you begin to even ask yourself whether I put it in my pocket. Because I was so shocked that I, I began being afraid that ah, oh, I didn't put it in. It was too shocking too. So I went home. I prayed. And you know, God was too good to me. He showed me who took it, and it was the brother. In order not to embarrass, I went back to all the deacons and said, Listen, if you know you have taken it, don't do. Then I took the brother aside, because so that it won't be like, you know. And I said, Brother, I beg you, if you have taken this. He said, Oh, how? He, he had a very nice smile, eh? Very wonderful brother. Oh, how, Pastor Dennis. Oh, oh, Pastor Dennis. Oh, no. No problem. Within one month, we were there and we were told he was working at a Bema camp. We were there and a message came that he dropped dead. This church. See, so when I preach about the fear of God, you better fear God. Don't you say amen? I remember. I have never forgotten this thing. Because I was involved. Reminence knows it. Brother Fred remembers. I don't know about Pastor Bimpo if you remember the case. The person died. 
And I'm asking myself today, whilst he's burning in hell, did it work? When will there be a redeemer to go to hell and redeem you? May we fear God and obey his word. So that's why I I don't bother. I don't believe it. But I trust. But if ever somebody is mentioned the money, there's no problem. The owner will come and ask questions. Anyway, why did, why did we get here? I have not sent these prophets. Yes, they ran and had not... Oh, give me five minutes. I'll close. I know you are enjoying it, but I'll close. I want to be obedient. I've not sent them these prophets. Yet they run. I've not spoken to them yet. They prophesy. There's something I'm looking for. As soon as I get there, I'll close. But if they have stood in my counsel and had caused, and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil ways and from the evil of their doing. Say a big amen. amen. This is what I was saying. A prophet must carry the word of God in such a way that the one who is sinning will repent. See, all these flashy, 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 flashy prophecies that people are giving, let's watch it. Let's watch it. There are people who are not living right and yet they are receiving prophecies. Do you think that God has two mouths? So he's saying that if those prophets were crying, agonizing, God would have given them a word. And when they come and stand there to preach, instead people will repent than to live in sin and be pronounced you shall have peace. Here ends the lessons. God bless you.